Jara Supply Chain. Highlighting and showcasing solutions for the most complex challenges facing the industry in 21st century by our team of subject matter experts and mentors. Broadcasting every week all year round, we will present the most up-to-date series of podcasts and webinars. Hello and welcome to another episode of Vichas Flychain. This is Norhadi House. I'm speaking now with Ramato Abdul Kadir, the CEO for Health Supplies Management Agency of Nigeria. Thanks for joining us, Ramato, and welcome to Vichas Flychain. Thank you, Norhadi. Mm-hmm. Okay, so today's topic is managing change in the public health supply chains during a COVID-19 pandemic. But before we get in, can you please brief a bit about yourself and how do you end up with a current role at the Health Supply Management Agency? Thank you once again for having me. And um, I'm passionate about making the world a better place through access to medicines. My days in pharmacy school are now going through a PhD in logistic and supply chain management. I've had the opportunity to learn and solve complex problems. Also, as the CEO of a leading public health supply chain organization in Kaduna, Nigeria, Mm -hmm. I have the honor to lead a high-performing team of young supply chain problem solvers. Wow. Mm -hmm. I hope to continue to develop solutions to some of the world's most complex problems in public health supply chains. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So that prepared me for my role. And um, ever since, I've never looked back. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So the COVID-19 crisis has second all aspects of healthcare operations. And one of the most critically overwhelmed components is the supply chain, Ramadu. So what do you believe to be key challenge facing public health supply chains during COVID-19 pandemic? Yeah, so talking about COVID-19 pandemic, in the past, we've had SARS, we've had Ebola, we've also had MERS, and usually as human beings, we panic, but at the same time, we forget to plan for the future. And we know that supply chains are pivotal to achieving sustainable development goal of universal health coverage and the global economy of moving goods and services between multiple countries. COVID has most impacted public health supply chains in terms of global shortage of critical supplies, such as masks, ventilators, test kits for the healthcare sector and the wider population. This is also linked to disruption of the supply chain of raw materials, delays in delivery, quality issues, price escalation, and supplier opportunism. We can use lessons learned from COVID to prepare and plan for future occurrence. Okay, so another question is, uh, how do we cope with this challenge, especially at the recent states where many countries have been opening their border and life with a new normal? Yeah, definitely. It's a new normal and everybody is um, trying to adapt to it. But we have to look into our supply chain strategies All right. using our lessons learned. We need to review our strategic, operational, and tactical approach of public health supply chains. We also need to develop 
and strengthen strategic supply chain relationships. Recently, people are attention is focused on manufacturing, inventory management, warehousing, distribution, and data management of public health supplies. Supply chain, as supply chain professionals, we find ourselves also talking about onshoring, nearshoring, offshoring of production because of the disruption. And we have to ask, how does this help the public health? Does it mean quality products and shorter lead times? Will it improve the availability of this product to the most vulnerable? So in public health supply chains, we find that there's a lot of considerations and balancing act that goes into it. But at the end of the day, we know that the total cost and global manufacturing strategies will determine how these products are manufactured and where they are manufactured. But I also believe that governments can come in by providing strong incentives for manufacturing health products locally. We can also take um, product segmentation to support the design for manufacturing and other supply chain activities. Governments also have to provide enabling environment by facilitating access to forex, raw materials, and investment to scale up pharmaceutical manufacturing. Mm -hmm. We also need to look at infrastructure for storage, transport, digital marketplace, which are also vital for distribution of this health supplies. Government also need to invest in capacity development to close the skills gap. Regulatory agencies need to be strengthened to develop flexible regulatory frameworks, especially in low and middle income countries, so that we can maintain the safety, efficacy, and quality of this product. If you recall, um, during COVID, we had issues where products were delivered, but they did not meet the safety and quality standard. So this is very important to ensure that while we're making this product available, we also don't lose sight of safety, efficacy, and quality. We also need to look at inventory mapping and visibility of the entire system. We saw how at the beginning of COVID, we didn't know what inventory we had, how many ventilators, face shields, swap sticks do we have, and where are these products located? Mm. We also witnessed the inventory war within and between countries, a sure sign of lack of preparedness. So visibility of supply chain will help us to prepare for disruptions and deploy risk management strategies to mitigate the disruption. Awesome. Another question I have is, uh, how can we effectively manage resilience on public supply chains? There's a lot of talk on resilience. And um, the ability to prepare, respond, and recover very quickly from risk events like COVID can be improved upon through the use of standard processes. We can also deploy cross-training of employees to achieve flexibility and resilience. I I talked about supplier relationships. We need to build supplier relationships to align with procurement strategy. Most public health supply chain do not know their tier two and tier three suppliers, which is very worrying. So potential problems cannot be detected because relationships are mainly transactional with the suppliers. There's also a need for continuous communication among employees. This is very vital during disruptions. But with the lockdown, we found ourselves in a situation um, to the need for remote work. Some supply chains moved fast while others were cut off from communication. 
So people ask, is telehealth or telemedicine the answer? How will supply chain support service delivery? What are the prospects of drone delivery for critical health products? These are the questions that managers are continually navigating the trade-off between saving lives and keeping the business afloat. And that is what we have faced mainly during COVID, having to take these decisions on how to make our supply chains more resilient. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, so we explore uh, future opportunities to collaborate with other agencies globally and consider a formal uh, contingency or dependency plans, uh, Ramadu? Definitely, definitely. We can't do without collaborations. Collaborations in research and development, we know, creates knowledge, new knowledge, technology, products, services, systems to improve the bottom line for supply chains. Mm-hmm. And as we know, our bottom line is saving lives. We have to invest and set up research and development departments or outsource if we don't have the in-house capacity. Um, currently, a lot of research is going into developing a vaccine for COVID. And partnerships can improve knowledge and talent across institutions in the supply chain. Contingency planning to ensure continuation of service delivery should be explored and should explore extreme scenarios like repurposing the entire health sector. We can also look at agile manufacturing in the long term and repurposing to manufacture life-saving products in the short time will help companies respond to high demand in personal protective equipment such as gowns, gloves, masks, goggles, and hand sanitizers, which are categorized as low-complexity products. These low-complexity products require upskilling of workforce, while high-complexity products like ventilators, pulse oximeters, require specialized skills that can be transferred through partnerships and global collaborations. So this further reinforces we can't do without collaborations um, during this um, very difficult period and even beyond. All right. Interesting. So before we close today's conversation, do you have any final thoughts or KDX uh, ray from uh, the discussion? Yeah, the key takeaway um, for public health supply chains is to review our strategies right. um, and resilience using research and development as the bedrock of innovation to continue to save lives. Mm-hmm. Those are the key takeaways we need to begin to look at and continue to fine tune as we go along. Awesome. Okay, cool. So thanks again, Ramadu. I look forward to speaking with you at another time. See you and goodbye. Thanks, Nurhadi. It's been a great pleasure talking to you about public health supply chains and thank you for having me. At Vichara Supply Chain, we are committed to driving global perspective to embrace technological adaptation in improving process efficiencies. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and share Vichara Supply Chain. And stay tuned for the latest updates. To learn more, visit our website www.vicharasupplychain.com. Thank you for listening to us. We look forward to seeing you at our next episode.